Hello and welcome to this uh, special edition of the Fins Up podcast. I am hosting tonight, I am Mortz, and I am joined by Cronulla's biggest pest, Southo Dan. How are you doing, buddy? Mate, it's been a long 24 hours, but feeling good. How about yourself? It has. Back, back to back podcast. We've had a, a really interesting guest last night, and we've got a we've got a better guest tonight. We're, we're chuffed to have this guy back on, but... Uh, we have Sharks uh, rookie, uh, sensation off the best, Toby Rudolph. Joining uh, us, Toby, how are you? Good boys yourselves, keeping well in isolation? No, absolutely not. <laughs> they've, ta- they've taken everything from us. They took they took my jobs away, they took footy away, they took everything. So, what about you? How are you doing? No, I'm not doing too badly. Um, definitely the footy side of things is, is hurting me a little bit. Um, you know, mentally, financially, emotionally, everything. <laughs> but other than that, um, not too bad. Sort of still being able to keep fit and still able to get outside. You know, my old man hasn't left the house for about six weeks now other than walking the dog, so I'm doing better than most. Yeah. Yeah, fair play. What about you, Dan? How are you doing? Mate, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm lucky. I'm still able to go to work, so it gives me an hour or two on the train and then a day at work to get out of the house. But um, I'll tell you what, if you guys haven't got any Netflix... Suggestions firing through. I'm rewatching the shows for three and fourth time. It's just no, thank you. Hey, you, you. You've got to watch the Jordan Doco. You've got to watch have the Jordan Doco. I do actually. Uh-huh. Yes. Have you have you have you started watching Toby? Yeah, I saw the first two, and I heard the first two got released like two nights ago. So I don't know why I haven't watched the next two yet. But the first two were unreal. Also, just loving Dan Singlet. Action at the moment, by the way, is getting me a bit, bit toey, actually. Just <laughs> careful. Don't show me too much of your shoulder. Yo, BLT. <laughs> There's not much shoulder there, mate. I haven't been able to go to the gym, but anyways. Thank you so much. You've never been to the gym. You've never been to the gym, Dan. Don't lie. Well, mate, he didn't know that, so... <laughs> I mean, I had my suspicions, but they were confirmed. <laughs> mate. Uh, so last, last night, Toby, we had uh, Gaz, the media manager on uh, our podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he confirmed that you were the uh, the biggest character at the club, but he also said that between himself recording the videos and the coaching staff, they've given you individual programs to keep yourself fit and accountable. Talk us through these programs. What have they got you doing? I know we saw Bronson Zeri's. Uh, I pretty much had to turn it off after I saw him grow on a rat's tail. Um, but what have, what have they got you guys doing? And and how have you how have you been doing your strength training if you can't go to the gym? Yeah, um, it's been. Definitely, like, that's been the biggest challenge of isolation, not being like not having access to a gym, which for the first time in like you know ten years of of trying to be a footy player since I was a young kid. Um, they gave us, they sent us away with some bars, some plates, some uh, dumbbells, medicine balls, and it's just pretty much do your best at home, really. Um, they've given us a because some boys do have some home gyms out there, like uh, little Jack Williams. He has, he's got a big home gym, I've heard. I haven't been to it yet, but I know he does have one. And uh, Blake Bradley's got a bit of a setup at his house as well. So for those guys, it's a bit different. They have, um, they've got like sort of their own sessions to do, and then they have like another sort of group of sessions to do, which is just in-house, no equipment sessions. And um, our head strength trainer, Matty J, has made a pretty good job of making sure they're just as tough as they are. With the, with the full set of equipment, so um, that's been, you know, definitely one whole another challenge is not being able to go to, you know, a facility where you can just train. Um, all the running stuff we've been given that as well. Like I'm given a whole lot of programs for running, which I've been doing, trying my best to keep up with. 
But yeah, it feels just like this preseason has just been looming over my head for the last two months. I just want to get over and done with. You've been yeah, kicking right. a footy round in your house? Big pardon? You've been kicking a footy round in your house? Um, there are some footies here. We don't kick them around the house because there's too many expensive things to break. But um, we have been going down. I was actually just down the park today with, with, with uh, Brails. He uh, made the drive, paid the tolls and came to this side of the bridge. Um, we had a little train pass and swim out of Maroubra. So that was pretty good today. And that's some sort of a theme, just trying to get at least one person. If I don't go up with my roommate, just to, just to train with because by yourself, it is some lonely, dark, head noise times that I hate doing, but it's all part of the journey. Um, so speaking of your roommate, Liam Knight, have you actually hacked his phone to see what the Rabbitohs are sending him so that way you can give some game plan inside or what's happening there? Game plan wise, I mean, we're both front rowers, so we can't really go into that too much because we don't really have one or no one. Uh, it's just pretty much run straight and tackle hard. Um, but we have sort of, you know, helped each other out with a few different programs here and there. Just, um, you know, on, on sort of my easy days or his easy days, we just sort of swap a few things, things in to keep it a bit sort of, you know, keep the heart rate up and little things like that. But, no, not too much cheating, unfortunately. I'm sorry to report. I'll try harder next time. Who's looking after the meal prep in the house? Well, I've got myself and Liam's got his missus who does literally everything. It's quite astounding. Um, so she's just been cooking, cleaning after him and I just sort of come in and do my best and some nights it might be a telebanana sandwich for dinner. Usually it is better than that. But every now and again you just can't be bothered and just, you know, do your best around the house. But not much of a meal prep, just go out, try and get some pasta if it's not going off the shelves and just 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 try. Just try and something. Have, have, have you done a Bronson Zeri and uh, bought those Muscle Chef meals? No, I haven't. Um, he's on like 800 grand a year, so he can afford that. Whereas I can't. <laughs> <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll get in. The last time we saw you, Toby, you were four weeks out from, or four or five weeks out from uh, the NRL season and talking about making your debut. You made it now. The hard work that was put in. That, what, what was it like when you got to take your first hit up? Yeah, that was crazy. I actually almost dropped it as well. It was so close to being a drop. <laughs> it would have been the most horrendous thing ever. But I held it just. Um, the whole day, the whole week was, was, was unreal. Um, I had a, like a lot of mates that came from Mudgee and Orange and Dubbo that all made the drive out, which made it even more special. I haven't seen them for a few months. And it was just one big group of, of crowd that I could keep hearing my name chanted. So I had a pretty good, good idea of where they were where they were in the stadium. Um, and I was just, I'm just sort of so thankful that they were actually able to come because it was, it was the, the following week that crowds were banned. So um, it just, it couldn't have gone any better. But like, obviously the result wasn't what we wanted, don't be wrong. And getting two points against South, especially my roommate would have been nice. But just being able to have my whole family there and debuting from my mum and my brother, my grandma, all the whole family was, was the best thing ever. Yeah, it's fine. Mate, a couple of weeks before, when, when we spoke last time, you mentioned that you, you weren't sure if you were going to the Nines, maybe you weren't built for Nines. You were absolutely fantastic in that second game. <laughs> how did you enjoy it? And was the team, what was the morale like after? Because we as fans, we didn't care after the first game. Then when we knew we were back in it, we, we wanted to win it in the second game. Then we were out, we stopped caring again. Was it similar or you go there to win? Oh, look, you know, you go there... Before the first game, obviously we cared. Um, I, was, I didn't play in the first game, probably when I lost. Uh, but <laughs> after, after that, um, no, you go, no matter what jersey you're putting on, Sharks, um, Nines, Premiership Trials, you, you're trying to win, you're trying to do your best. Um, 
So it didn't really matter after the first result. When I got my crack at wearing the shark suits for the first time, so I've never actually put one on before, um, I just wanted to just uh, do absolute best and try and get the result, which we did, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. I think we, our four and against was off by like one try or something um, at the end, but the whole experience was unreal. Again, I've never actually travelled away with a first grade team before, so it was a lot of firsts, a lot of tick-offs for me. Um, I've never been to Perth before, and Perth's a beautiful city as well, and the nightlife is quite fun. I can tell you firsthand. So um, it was actually just a really good trip, and I want to do it again and again and again. Speaking of uh, experiences, what was Papua New Guinea like? I've actually been there before. I was um, the only player other than Josh Dugan who'd been there about 38 times with all the Prime Minister's tours. Um, I was like the only, other, only player that had been there before from the Shark side because I went there with Redcliffe in 2018. So yeah. I sort of knew what to expect, but it was still like, you know, going from where we live in such comfort here to going to Papua New Guinea where it's just so third world it, it just it brings you back to earth every time no matter how many times you go there and like the fandom that exists in Papua New Guinea is next level it's like you're an A-list celebrity wherever you go people are screaming your name trying to reach in the bus and grab shirts it's it's pandemonium it's probably the best way to put it Mate, the Manly trial, that, that trial was fantastic. One of us between Terry and I were actually there to see it. How was, how was that experience? Uh, it, was, it, was, um, it was good to get that trial, actually. Who was there? Was it you? Yeah, was yeah, you? I was there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole game of the trial was, was mad. I was, um, I, I was a bit annoyed, though, because I only get, ever get one try a year. And no matter what game it's in, trials or nines or whatever, I only get one a year. So I've used it up now, so I'm kind of filthy about that. But, and I'm still not off the new to run now, which is even worse. But, yeah, yeah it felt pretty good scoring that trial, trial. Don't get me wrong. Well, we're, we're going to put a hair challenge then. If, uh, Dan and I were talking about it before. If you don't score a trial by round 10, I'll shave my head. I thought it was if I do score a try, you shave your head. Yeah, yeah that's it. You've got, you've got to score the try. If you don't score a try by round 10, I'll shave my head. Uh, is that is that including the so we've had two rounds already or is this like round one? No, I'll give you I'll give you ten more to go. You're, okay. gonna, you're gonna be rusty. I'll give you ten more. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I'll try, but no no guarantees. Uh, so the date is set. We got May twenty eight, and now that that's there, what's what's been the turnaround now? Is it now you've got something to work for? Or is that you know has that changed everything for you? Uh, personally, for me, not too much. I mean, I've just sort of gone with the you know the lowest expectation of if if we don't go back then and we go back at a later date just keep training and although it is nice to have a, an, end, an end goal in sight now with the with the may 28th i think it is locked in although there is a checklist to go still um it hasn't changed too much for me i'm just sort of you know taking it day by day like a lot of the world here um with this pandemic it's all new ground uh but it is nice to have a, have a locked in date so far um it won't mean that i'm going to amp up the training now i'm just going to keep the as, as sort of ramped up, ramped up as I have been. Uh, but it is, yeah, it's nice to sort of, I think next Monday as well, we're going back in to see, see all the guys. So that's, that's the more exciting part, actually, to actually go back in and see everyone again. I haven't seen anyone for weeks now, and it's been great. <laughs> um, round round two, Toby, the running out into the empty stadium, what, what was the feeling like? Because it, it was weird watching it at home. Any difference in intensity? The biggest thing that I'd noticed was there was no real pressure to perform. Obviously, there was pressure to perform from, like, you know, myself, but just those eyes watching, that that added pressure wasn't there, which was a bit nice, but 
in saying that, like, you play the game for the crowd reaction. You, you play the game to, you know, get bums out of seats. And, and, well, that's not what I do. I would just sort of hit the ball up and do nothing. But um, it is nice to definitely have a crowd there and a home advantage, that sort of stuff. But I've played most of my, almost all my career in reserve grades. I'm kind of used to playing in front of no crowds anyway. <laughs> um, speaking of your round two, you, round round one, you you played 37 minutes and you, you were okay. As you said, you nearly dropped the ball, but you didn't. Um, yeah. Round two, though, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, after every game, Sharks release a poll for who the man of the match is. Mm. Uh, um, Will Kennedy was awarded man of the match and you finished second in the polls. Right. And also... Also on a Sharks forum, uh, Blake Braley was a judge, the man of the match, and you finished second in that as well. So um, you did have a really good game. I was surprised. I was told by um, Craig Zandekoff, the assistant coach, after the game that I single-handedly cost the team 10 points, which I can't argue with, so that made me feel pretty good. But I did have a, I thought I had a decent game, but there was the trial let in and the two penalties, which didn't help. So maybe next time I can avoid a bit of that and just keep the points on my side of the board. Maybe get a win and a man of the match. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't what, what, what did he say about the uh, the try? Did you miss the tackle on Tui Kamakamika? Yeah, I just got on the field and I was feeling good. I was feeling like ready to go. I was ready to rip and tear, beat the storm. How this is going to be? And then just quick play the ball. Solomon, he's about 120,000 kilos and pretty hard to put in his back. Didn't adjust my spacing and looked up and Cameron Kamitha, Cam Smith, the greatest, just put him straight through a hole that I left. So, you know, it's the second game, still lots of learning to do, nowhere near, nowhere near where I want to be just yet. So, just, you know, a good learning block for now. Um, but I was happy with the game minus that crucial part, yeah. Yeah, oh, we, we were happy for the game as well. But let's, let's go back before round one then. How... How did John Morris break to you that you were playing or making your first grade debut? And when did he tell you? Did he tell you in the week leading up or a couple of weeks leading up? Or um, I can't remember the exact day. I remember like the day it happened. But I don't know what day it was. Um, I think it might have been our last training or something like that. And he just decided to read the team out from 1 through to 17. Um, got to number 14, Connor Tracy making his Cronulla debut. 15, Braden, and then 16. I still remember the words exactly, you know, Toby Rudolph, make, I'm making his NRL debut, Toby Rudolph, and everyone was just cheering. It was just a moment that I've been waiting for for a very, very long time and something that I, I'm so just, yeah, eternally grateful to the Sharks for giving me the opportunity to do. That's so cool. Did you did you draft yourself into the Supercoach team at the last minute once you got the call? <laughs> no, I should have done that, though. I should, I should get a Supercoach team. I have some good inside tips. Is that illegal? I'm not too sure. Probably. Ah, no, oh, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> um, so, what's like? What's your goal for the rest of the season now? Is it to you know get a start, or is it just to remain in the team, or what's the what's the next push for you? I need to get back in the team first because Bomber said last year, you know, reputation don't mean anything. It's uh, who trains the best in the in the preseason, and we got another one of those coming up. So, you know, I've played the first two games, but. Roy's Hunt trialled so well. Um, Jason McCoy's got 200 games, first grade experience. So, you know, no sports guaranteed. I'm not, I'm not expecting to walk back into the starting side, but that's my next push now to get back into that side. Maybe get, hopefully get a start throughout the year and just play the best footy, just put my best foot forward. 
we we started 0 and 2 you know you don't need reminding neither do we but um do you, do you think like obviously this couldn't be helped but is this a break in momentum or is it a good thing for you guys to go back and sort of come back firing yeah i've really thought about that actually um I've, i reckon no matter what we we weren't going to lose round three, and we still not. I, I mean, to go three and zero would be would be a tough time for the season. You know, it may happen, but I, I believe in. We took a lot away from that Melbourne game. It was only a two point game um, against you know the, probably one of the best teams in the comp. Um, and what we took away from that as a side was invaluable, and I would have loved to have put that through straight into next week. Uh, we didn't get that chance, but now with this time to recuperate, go away, we just can't forget the lessons that we learned in the first two rounds because some of them. You know, it, it was good that it happened early, earlier in the year, but we just can't go into the into this next sort of block now, forgetting about those two losses. We've got to remember why we lost, how to improve, and and go from there. You, you mentioned um, Royce Hunt. Now, New South Wales Cup is that going to come back, or is that is that completely canned? And if that if that's the case, what's going to happen with the guys who are eighteenth man to, to thirty every week? That's a good question. I, I saw. Um, I can't remember if it was the rugby league column or like a on something, but I, I saw that the New South Wales rugby league was they've set a date to go back on July twenty eighth, something like mm-hmm. that, which which gives them a, not too many rounds, maybe six or seven. But I know that um, in the round two when it was called off, uh, the lads just got in on a Saturday and had to just train like normal, which is a bit yeah, pretty shit for them. Um, and whether or not that just keeps happening, that's a question. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, and I, I suppose it would just be a matter of, you know, who's in form at the time, who's in form at training. I think training becomes even more important now for selection. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. It's definitely it's a tough situation to be in, that's for sure. If the Jets well, don't go back... Up, Sorry, Ted. I heard it was July 28th. I heard, but I saw it on, like, a rugby league column. Um, the only reason I remember is because it was a Newtown Jets photo that, that was in the background for some reason. So, yeah, there we go. Well, that's because we're, we're the reigning premiers and we're also top of the New South Wales comp after two games as well, so... Yeah, we'll take it. It's back-to-back if they cancel it. Yeah, exactly right. Why not? Two from two, not bad. <laughs> Do you get a um, man of the match for the grand final medal by default, if that happens? That's a great question. I'm <laughs> going to say yes. Makes sense. But, yeah, yes, yes. Yes, I'll just I'll go get that one reduplicated for 2020. <laughs> that sense. also means we're the reigning state champions if it doesn't come back as well. So we yeah, can, we can just take oh, just give us everything. Yeah. Um. So as we said to you earlier, we've opened. We didn't tell anyone <laughs> the last podcast we recorded with you. We just sort of kept it selfishly for Dan and I. Uh, but this time we've actually opened it up for some uh, some questions that we've got. Yep. Uh, um. So the first one that we've got is, what's your favourite flavour of Hubba Bubba? Grape. Definitely grape. Delicious. What was up with that video, man? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, I just... I don't know if I, I... I remember, like, I had the idea for it. And then I went and bought... Um, I was in the shops and just completely forgot about it. It was with mum. Um, and saw the roll, just the roll of Hubba Bubba. And I thought... Oh, perfect. So I just bought those two and just brought it up with Liam because he was sour against TikTok. He hated TikTok at the start, just like I did. I was like, do that. What a loser. Next minute, I've made about 20 videos. Um, 
and he was all for it. So we just sort of, I don't know where the idea came from. I just thought we'd just be able to blow big, massive bubbles and it would get a lot, it would get sort of a bit viral, but that didn't happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, mate, your DMs must be lit up. <laughs> mate, I was, I was hoping, I was hoping so. If you've, if you've got anyone out there that wants to slide in, please let me know. Let them know. Something. It's it's desperate times out here, mate. It's, That's why I'm wearing the singlet, Toby. Survival mode. <laughs> Am I the only one that slides in your DMs, Toby? I think so. I think it's just just got the Amort Seven. That's it. I've got nothing else, <laughs> ladies. If anyone's watching this, please don't hesitate. I don't buy it. Worse than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, just just quickly on Liam Knight. Did you show him those photos I sent through? <laughs> Young Heath Ledger. Yeah, I did show him yeah. those. Actually, they were on his Facebook still. I think from years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and- We've got a question about Liam Knight now. Has he overtaken Nathan Cleary, Tony Carroll, and Mark Gasnier as the best chin in the game? That question was coming. He has got it. He's got up. Like, you can literally forward slap his chin. It's that big. Like, I'll do that. <laughs> Just for a laugh. Yeah, I think, I think he's the reigning crimson chin. We'll put it that way. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, Dan, we've got some questions about the 96 jersey. Uh, you want to take that away? Uh, I didn't write them down, Terry, so what were yours? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> um, do, you, do you want the 96 jersey to make a comeback, the Reebok one? I don't think I've seen it. That was the year I was born. What's that one look like? Oh, it's our best jersey we've ever released. <laughs> is it shocking or is it, is it unreal? No, it's unreal. I sent I sent some photos to her afterwards. It's, it's our best jersey and we've... Uh, one, one Twitter... Uh, user is trying to get this jersey to come back, but it's it's actually it's absolutely unreal. Is it um, the uh, Shark Nines jersey with the, uh, the shark on the front? <laughs> it's, it's it's up there. Okay, there must be there. Um, so we've got another question here about your first grade debut. Just before you were about to run on the sideline, did you feel like shitting yourself? Mm, you know what's funny? Like I, I thought I would be. Like, you know, massive nervous sweats and freaking out, that sort of stuff. But when, although I was, I was more excited than anything, um, I was more nervous playing reserve grade because when you're sort of in the reserve grade side, the the result, you know, you're starting, it's, the result depends more on what you do. Whereas when you're playing in a first grade side, you've got all these great players around you and the team doesn't rely on you as much. So there's just not as much sort of uh, really any, uh, as much pressure to, you know, for, on the end result. Um, so no, I wasn't fully shit myself, but uh, there was a couple of times when Tom Bird just put an angry face on it and run straight at me, and I was a bit of poo in the pants, but <laughs> showed him anyway, put a shot at him anyway. Um, who's the hardest trainer at the club between the forward and backs? Oh, forwards, easy. They, when, we're, when we're doing, like, do you mean like individual or just as a collective? As a collective and individually. All right, forwards for sure because there's so many. There's been, like that's you can ask any club. Like when the backs are doing their kick catch stuff, we're wrestling, we're headbutting each other, shoulders in. It's it's you know it's really good for your long term health. Um, <laughs> individually, I would say the forwards, Jack William, it's got to go to him. He, he's non-stop. Or Scott Sorensen, um, and in the backs, hardest trainer. Backs have really trained hard, so I don't know. I've really got an answer for that. Maybe maybe Ronaldo. Actually, now Braden Trindle gets in the um, feed room for, in the altitude room a fair bit. I'll give it to him. Yeah, fair play. Uh, you mentioned Ronaldo there. I'm just going to let you know we we did a cult figure poll as well, and Ronaldo just edged you as the the best cult figure at the club at the moment. That 
actually hurts. Like that, yeah. like, you can say, oh, that hurt my soul a little bit. We got Ronaldo finished number one, uh, you were number two, and the Greek freak finished number three. I'd feel like number three. <laughs> yeah. um, you know what? I'll give it to Ronnie. He's an absolute, he's a legend. I love Ronnie, so yeah. he, can, he, can, he can take the cake any day of the week in my book. Yeah, we love Ronnie as well. Um, just just on that, he's a the whole thing with Fine Cooler. How did that? How did that affect the boys? Yeah, I mean, for a lot of us, it was sort of the first time we've ever experienced something that you know that heavy, and um, us all being sort of younger guys, you know, I can't speak for all the team, of course, but my experience, you know, just uh, it definitely just one day he was there training with us, and the next day he had headaches. And then a few weeks later, there was news that came back he had stage four brain cancer. And, you know, when the words came out of what was mouth, everyone just sort of went silent. Um, some boys teared up. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a hard sort of thing to put into words, um, what him and his family are going through. Um, but, yeah, I know Ronnie was very close with him. and still is. Still goes to visit him wherever he can. Um, and all, all we're doing as a club is just getting behind him and just trying to get him through this, this tough battle, this battle for his life. Yeah. Feel free to chip in with any questions along the way, Dan. Mate, oh, I was just... Well, there's, there's nothing to feed off tonight, mate. I, I, before you mentioned that, I was going to jump in on Ronaldo. Um, the passion that guy guy shows is yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. when he gets up and yeah. thumps the jersey, and then you got the headbutt for Newtown, and, like, the... He looks like the kind of player that will love, but every other team will hate. So I've asked other teams, People like what they think about him. Even even Liam, like he, he said, watching him play, he hates watching him play. But he actually met Ronaldo on um, our Newtown Mad Monday, story for another time, um, and loved him. He was a legend, which I knew the whole time, obviously. But Ronnie gets up in front of the team and speaks about like no one's to, no one's going to take his jersey, and there's tears in his eyes, and like it's just you know when, when a winger's sort of saying that. And the way he carries the ball and the passion he plays with, it's it's unreal to have in your side. It's a massive boost. That's incredible. Hey, um, Josh Dugan, Tegan and Moylan, are they going to be back on board for training when it kicks off? I'm assuming so. The break would have been unreal for them, just sort of get their bodies right. Um, I've been in, in, in contact with, with, with Moyser a little bit. Um, and I, when I was getting my flu jab, he was... Um, in and around and saying that his calf is feeling heaps better, no sort of fear in it, that sort of stuff. Um, so they should be, yeah, ready to go. It's been about four four weeks off, six weeks off, something yeah. like that. So hopefully they're ready to go. That gives uh, us the uh, the joke that Moylan will be ready by round three. I just wanted to get in before Terry steals my thunder. NRL Island, that has to be the greatest idea of all time. And like, what is that? Is that something that I've missed? Have I missed something? So the was idea that... was that if they couldn't get this up and running, they were gonna they were gonna put all you guys on like an island. Oh, like Tangalooma. Yeah, yeah, and then and then fly in, mate. That you got to be twenty four seven cameras. That shit sells itself. I mean, I've always said like I know that uh, obviously we're a community based game um, in terms of you know trying to build the community up, but I always thought like the grabbing your side of league was more the selling point, you know, the bad guy, and it's pretty much like a big brother household, but with footy players. I mean, I, I'll, yeah, I've always been, been like a big fan of that. I think it's the way to go. It's the way to six, the six, 16, 16 teams, 30 players, nothing but dudes on an island. What could go, what could go wrong? Um, I, mean, I, I can't hear a media, a media outbreak in there anywhere. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
what are your thoughts on Bronson and Sean Johnson's hair? I like it on... Nah, I don't like any of them, actually. They're both... No, I don't mind on Bronson, because Bronson's always been out there. Like, he always, like, you know, has... He's got the tattoos when he's been, like, you know, when he was 12, whatever old he was when he got them. So, Bronson's been out there. He's got, like, they had that weird hair at the start, the front, whereas Sean's just come from left field, just thinking he's Chris Brown. So, I'm all for it for Bronson, but I feel as though Sean just tried a bit too hard. That's what I think. I've got a, I've got a question here, which is personally attacking Dan and I a little bit. Uh, Love those. What is... What is Chad Townsend's influence on the team, and more so yourself? All right, and that's from you two boys, is it? No, uh, Dan and I aren't Chad's biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, okay. all right, all right, I gotcha. Um, like Chad's the steer of the ship on the field. If obviously he's got Wade there to help him out, um, but he does a lot of the, you know, he's the seven in our team. He's one instance around the park, tells us what shape we're running, where we're running it. I'm too dumb to sort of think of that sort of stuff, so. He's definitely, I'd say he has a sort of a calming influence on the team. If, if we're a bit sort of ragged, wild and making errors left, right and centre, he's just the one that brings us all together as a collective. And no, Chad, he's got a, a sort of old head on young shoulders, I'd say. Okay. Um, what's this one here? All right, so we've got a couple of serious questions now. Um, going back to your under-20s days, why do you think there were some guys in your age group that got the jump on you for an NRL contract? Uh, I'd have to say... There's a few things to that. Uh, hype would be one. There's just a lot of hype around them when they're a young kid that I just didn't have for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing I'd say is confidence. I, I lacked it in 20s. I mean, I had it for a little bit when I had my long hair. And then as soon as I cut it, I just lost all of it and just thought I was shit before I'd play. I'd just, you know, always say, oh, before you, um, I'm going to play shit tonight. Um, Big confidence thing for me. Oh, that's, that's what I realised going when I went to Redcliffe. That was the turning point that I just sort of thought, I, you know, get rid of that stuff out of your head. You know, you've gotten this far. You know, this is the last chance. So if I had that mentality when I was a bit younger, who knows what could happen. But, you know, that's the way life is. You, you live and you learn and you, and you build from your, your previous experiences. So, you know, they, they might have got the jump on me now, but I know there's some that are no longer there for whatever reason. And, and I'm... I love the way that I've come through the game and, you know, I debuted at 24 and the path that I've taken, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, sweet. Uh, other sports, if, if you couldn't play rugby league or rugby union, what what type of athlete or sport would you play? Easy answer, soccer, because you get paid the most. Um, but I would love to be a, uh, either an NBA player, because they're just cool and have swag. Um, I wouldn't mind being the world's fastest man. That'd be sick, so sprinting. Um That'd just be a cool title to have. Or, but most likely, I'd have to choose between golf or surfing, I reckon. Because golf, you can play until you're 100. And surfing, like, I've just actually started surfing a fair bit in isolation, realised how much I like it. And to go around the world from, you know, Jay Bay, Brazil, travel the world, surf, best beaches, best parties, it sounds like a pretty good lifestyle to me. Right. Uh, The final question that we have actually comes from Gaz. And it says, would you rather every shirt that you own be slightly itchy or yeah. only be able to use one ply, toilet pa- one ply toilet paper for the rest of your life? Well, I mean, there's a loophole in the question. I mean, if you if you use one ply toilet paper, can you fold it over as many times as you want? Oh, uh, there you go. you got to yeah. think that through. Mate, you got us. <laughs> Done. Easy. You got it. Doozy. Done. You're welcome. Mate, I... I was having a shower as well. 
Mate, he's, he's, got, he's, got his, he's got his feet, Terry. I was watching that. I was doing a little bit of research earlier, you know, self-promotion here. Um, I saw your interview with Gal on Channel 9. Um, you have to be, like, the most bloody... You, you're natural at this. I just want to give you the microphone and say, go interview the players. That was that was really funny. Yeah, well, I think it's... Gal and I have a bit of a... I don't know, we take the pussy out of each other heaps. And mainly it's funny because I've played two games... Say I've won two grand finals and won a Clive Churchill, but he's played 396 games, actually won a grand final, and captain his club. So I think it's just funny just to compare the two things. And obviously, he knows I'm just never serious, and I know he's never serious. So I know, I, I you know, I love that man, Gal, and I think he loves me a little bit. And, you know, a bit of man crush there. Yeah, it's quite cute, actually. He makes, yeah, me, he makes me a star. He's always spoke quite highly of you, which he's he's never really done of a, a young player coming through. So it was it's interesting to hear him talk about you. Yeah, I think um I think it's just because uh I'm not, he did tell me once <laughs> yeah he did tell me the exact reason once, but I just can't remember now, which is a bit annoying. Um, we, well, I think one big thing is I'm one of the only young I'm the, the only young kid in the shower, in the team that shout and shouts naked, and he does too. And, like, amongst the, the boys in the team that shout naked, there's, like, a quiet sort of unspoken word of respect. So that's one thing that Gal and I share. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know, we just sort of... I don't know, he's ugly and he's short, and I love him. That's, that's the best way to put it, I suppose. <laughs> that is the best way to put it. I love that. Head like a drop by, literally. Yeah. He's done very well for himself. If you, if you play 350 games, you'll have a head like that, though. Yeah, I know. I'm... Yeah, but you know what? I'm 24, so if I play 350 games, I have to be about 42. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not loving the chances of that happening. <laughs> That's fair. We um speaking speaking of Chad Townsend, I forgot to cut in earlier. What's your favourite uh, flavour of yogurt, Toby? Very important question. So comparing Chad Townsend to yogurt, I'm confused. Is that is that, is that, is that no no Chad Chad's a yogurt lover and a yogurt enthusiast. <laughs> okay, um, my favourite yogurt. I have a. Um, Fridge full of Chobani in there, so I suppose it'd be that, I guess. Never vanilla. Never vanilla. Never vanilla. No, yeah, I always no. go Greek, but then every now and again, I do get a bit naughty and try and get like a Milo. Oh, I love a good Milo yogurt. They're the best, but they're so bad for you. But I do have them every now and again. That's good. That's fair. Um, have you found yourself uh, eating a lot of Uber Eats? Because I've had a look through my phone receipts and it's nothing but uber eats since i've been in isolation yeah there's been a fair bit of that there's been a few nights up when liam and i look at each other and just go this is one place in ramwick that's called waffles at the spot and literally all it does is just waffles and ice cream and it's just like 9 30 at night one of us just waiting to say it waffles boom straight away uber eats so that's pretty much the only thing we've been doing a little bit of is, is waffles and Ice cream and that. Don't worry, we're running it off, so it's all sweet. We've got the gutter. I'm not, not, not looking like Dan. I'm all good. Um, that, was, that was rude. I apologise, Dan. That was that was a step too far. No, that's all right. It's just, just friendly flirting. It's all good. Friendly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. um, no, I've not been too bad. I've been sort of keeping a check on things. Don't forget taking a pay cut as well, so I can't really afford too much Uber Eats. Yeah, that's fair. Um, unlike me, I, I think I've put on about 12 kilos since uh, since isolation came in. So, uh, that's great. I, I wish you, I, I ate about 100, 100 kilos in uh, in chocolate over Easter. So it's yeah, it's it's really bad. Um, have, have you found a um, an unusual hobby since you've since you've been in isolation apart from TikTok videos? Um, 
<laughs> I was going to say that. Um, yeah, a little one. Uh, I used to play guitar a fair bit when I was when I was younger, um, and I just stopped over the years just because you know life happens. Is getting you know you just stop doing certain things. But I actually got the guitar back from my house. Uh, Mum's house in, Mar- in Maroubra and got a, got over to my flat. I've been playing that flat stick, so I think that's something I might try and keep up with um, post post Corona. Yeah, it's been good fun. Mate, with with it being uh, no fans in the stands, did you find um, anyone who's usually quiet was extra loud on the field? And did Cam Smith chip you the whole time? Because we've heard rumours that he's like the worst. I cannot. So the, the answer to the first question, I didn't really. I know Andrew Fafita was as loud as hell, but he is always the same anyway. But the Cam Smith question, I cannot believe the things he was saying to the ref. Like he was insane. I don't know how he gets away with it. I kind of respect it, but like, <laughs> it, I can't say. Well, I cannot say the things he was saying to the ref on this podcast. It was that bad. So, Jeez. all rumours, all everything you've heard, confirmed here firsthand. Confirmed. Brilliant. Horrendous. Who's the uh, Who's the best sledger in our team? In our team, yeah. uh, I don't know if we have one. I know when Sione gets angry, he starts uh, blowing up a bloke's in Tongan, but I don't know what he's saying. It could be gold. <laughs> he's pretty funny. So. I can't see that from Sione. No, <laughs> <laughs> no there's, a, there's a switch in him, but you don't want to you don't want to turn on. Um, so that was, was, was going to be my next question. Who's the Who's the player in the team that can't take banter? Mm. Uh, no, everyone's sort of pretty good. Um, <laughs> Woodsy whinges. Like, he's just the world's biggest whinger, but he loves the chat. But if you keep chipping away at him all day, it, it gets on his nerve. He thinks he he thinks it rolls off. Uh, he thinks it's like water for ducks back, but it gets under his skin. I think he's um. Oh, and Josh Morris, because when he was a kid, apparently he got bullied. So although he's not in that team anymore, but yeah. <laughs> so I will tweet him Sorry, later. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of Sione Katoa, the finish for the try against the Rabbitohs, what, what went through your head when he just dived and, and grounded that ball? You know what? Obviously, gets you out of your, your seat and you scream, but it's nothing that I haven't seen from, from Sione. I mean, I've played... I've only played about probably five or six games with him. Well, the whole Newtown run plus the two first-grade games this year, and he, he scores like that all the time. So it's, it's, it's almost like just that's just what Sione does. If he doesn't do it, it'd be weird, you know? Um... He's, he's, a, he's a freak finisher. I reckon he's one of the best in the game. And I'm not being biased. It's, it's a polar opposite of Sasai Fecky who used to just get the ball and sort of slide in and score. And then you've yeah. got, you got Katoa who even no one's near him when he does a front flip. Yeah, I know. just love doing it. I, and he doesn't practice it. Like, I thought I'd see him at training doing front flips and shit, but he just doesn't. He just does it in the game. Um, and he just loves a goosey. The goosey gets everyone. The goosey just pulls everyone every time. Yeah. They know it's coming, but you just can't stop it. The only time he's ever stepped was when everyone stood still against Canberra where they <laughs> put the flag up and he stepped a bloke that wasn't even trying to tackle him. Hey, um, do you find that there's a camaraderie between the Newtown boys that are now in first grade? 100%. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. Like Every now and again, we'll just sort of... Yeah, and the coaches do come in as, as well every now and again. Um, you know, Mano and, and Mick DeBella and, and Jim Pandius, like they, whenever they come in, I just shake their hands and call them national champions and they do the same to me, national champ, how are you? Um, all the boys in the team, yeah, we definitely do sort of chip each other up. Like, you know, wasn't as good as Newtown last year, that sort of stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, they, and there's even like three boys in the team that have Newtown tattoos, um, premiership tattoos. Uh, Dan Vasquez, Little Jack Williams and Jim Jolliffe all got Newtown Premiership tattoos. So 
definitely. There is a bit of a, yeah. You win a comp, whatever grade you're in, you're going to be friends for life. Yeah, Jolla for moving on and, and getting a, a gig with the Titans. What was the, you know, did you send in the message of congratulations for that? Because he went from off the radar to Titans development player to being on their bench. I know, and I was, I was speaking to um, Jim Dimmick a bit, a bit about him as well, that said he might be, um, might be getting a run um, throughout the year. Uh, and I, I was I was stoked with Jim because he, end of the year, was sort of looking at, you know, he, I, I, I remember Redcliffe called me about him actually and asked him to inside a goss and said, sign the kid up, he's a gun. Um, but then ended up going to Burley, who he beat in the grand final, and now he's playing for the Titans. So I could be more stoked for, for Jim. I mean, he, I'm a bit annoyed as well because I think he debuted before me. I think Titans played before us in round one. <laughs> so he's got that over me for life as well now, which is a bit shit. <laughs> yeah. Have you um have you been studying the words up up Cronulla because you're gonna need them very soon? <laughs> I think it's the easiest team song of all time. Yeah, I do know. I, I, learned, I sang a bit last year when I was in the shed, so don't you worry. I'm I'm sweet. I'm ready to go. I'm ready Does to Liam still know the words? Um, I'm assuming so. He can tell me the story that like he, he used to live with his tennis coach. He was a massive Sharks fan, and um, in order to go and like Liam when he was 13 was loving footy and <clears throat> just. He wanted to go as many games as possible. So the only game he didn't go to all year, I think, was in New Zealand when he was 12 or 13 just because his tennis coach would just bring him to every single Sharks game. And he had to sing in the... Um, this He calls it the CMC or something, like the, the choir in the middle where you just belt out Sharks chants. So I think 90 was just um, a victim of circumstance, you might call it, or a winner of circumstance being a Sharks fan, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Def- definitely a winner. Yeah, the old, the old CWSC, we... Um... We sit that's with him every it, now and then. Yeah, yeah. He he was actually really good fun because he's um, what what's what's his actual name, Terry? We call him Dusty. Yeah, that was the guy he went with. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I can't remember what Dusty's real name is, but he, he talked about Liam like he was the second coming, and he said he's going to be a freak. He's going to be the superstar. He was just so proud. It was really good to see. So it was really good to watch him watch him run on. But um. Yeah, that, that was real good, but um, yeah, those, those lyrics, mate. It's been a, it's been a long time since I've had the pleasure to sing them. So if you could round three, please, that'd be nice. I'll uh, do my absolute best to deliver, and I'll pass on the message to all the boys. Don't worry, Dan. Thank you so much. So what's, with with round three, are we are we still playing Newcastle, or has that not been confirmed yet? Or that is a question that I don't have the answer to. Um, I'm pretty sure the Rabbitohs are still playing the Roosters, uh, from what I heard. So I'd say so. But um, yeah, no idea really. Not too sure. It wouldn't wouldn't be too bad playing them because Pong is still suspended, and uh, the unfortunate part that that uh, Blake wouldn't get to play against his brother. But yeah, would would have been it'd be nice to still get a hold of Newcastle without Pong. I'll give you that tip. Oh, for sure. It'd be nice to get a hold of anyone without yeah. Pong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, we, we're almost out of time here, but. Um, Blake Braley's first two games sort of lived up to everyone's expectation that he had on there. What's what's he like? What's you know? I saw him do a backflip off your shoulders, but what's he actually like around the uh, the the field and uh, training? And you, you said you've caught up with him a few times. And what, what's what's his feeling kicking on for the season? Yeah, he's he's missing footy uh, like us all actually, just missing sort of the routine and um, being around all the teammates like everyone is really. Uh, but the season ahead, he's looking forward to it just like I am. I can say that for sure. Um, but he has also said he's um, in in the works with uh, a bit of sort of... I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Actually, no, he's forming a secrecy, but there's something in the works 
coming with Blake and Braley very soon, so keep your ears to the ground, boys. You heard it here first. It's there, not right? a it's not a Nathan Cleary like photo with girls over his lap, is it? Because <laughs> if it is, <laughs> just <laughs> don't. That, that photo, poor kid. Mate, who, poor who's kid. the most? Yeah, exactly. Who's the most likely in our squad? You don't have to answer this to get caught in that stupid situation. <laughs> it's going well. without snitching. I'll probably just say myself, yeah. which is probably true anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I take the photo. Yeah. So, so take you out of the picture. Who's the one that would get in trouble for, for breaking isolation protocol? Oregon Bronson. Well, yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. That's a good shout. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think uh, we, we've got to wrap up there. But, uh, Toby, it's been a pleasure to have you again on the uh, on the pod. Uh, you're looking fit. You're looking well. We can't wait to see you rip out there in uh, on May 28th. So, uh, as you as Dan said, we, we want to sing that song and we want to build it through the TV. So, uh Give it all you can. Well, do, boys. Same here. I'd love Cronulla all the way. Let's get singing, eh? Let's get singing. Good luck, mate. Hail Toby Rudolph. <laughs> Hail Toby Rudolph. Cheers, boys.